Can Vedic Astrology Predict Your Future? I will give you my thoughts and conclusions on this by the end of this podcast, but today to answer that question, we're going to look at one of the most well-known public figures and how astrology could have been used to predict certain major turning points in his life. And unbelievably, as I looked through the research for this episode, I was just blown away by how on point this tool that I'm going to share with you was for understanding each period of Bill Gates' life. So my name is Jeremy Devins. This is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, and you can learn all about this podcast and what I'm offering at quietmindastrology.com, where you can schedule readings. And if you want to know about your future and how things might play out for you in the near future, you can schedule a reading right there at quietmindastrology.com. All you need is your time, date, and place of birth, and any questions that you might have in particular for you right now. So with Bill Gates, why we focus on him? Well, he's a very public figure and we know a lot about his history and we know a lot of the major turning points in his life. And we all have these turning points where for me, I used to be primarily focused on music and being a musician and totally changed my life in a different direction to focus more on esoteric spiritual things like astrology and yoga and teaching. And I love these things and it's a huge part of my life. And it was a major turning point. It was a different phase of my life. And you've probably had, of course, many different phases as well. Most of us have that to some degree from going to school to maybe college or a secondary school and then out into our careers. But within that, within our lifetime, there are planetary periods or dashas. And dashas are several years ruled by a planet. And those, those energies of that planet and where that planet is in your chart gives you a huge insight into what to expect in that time of your life and what's going to play out in that time of your life. And here's the really fascinating part is say you go into your Saturn dasha. It's many years long. Uh, so it's 19 years. So you go into that period and at the beginning, you're one place and you start in this new venture, this new journey, this new phase of life. And you go through all these trials and tribulations and transformations. And at the end, there's a sort of closure and completion to that karmic cycle. And then things change and you move on to a different phase of life. And Bill Gates is a really perfect case study for this because it's so clear and so obvious that each time he goes through his dashas, there's this beginning and end point, and it's very clear he's on to the next phase of his life. And our lives aren't always as cut and dry and as clear. And, you know, we can look back with hindsight and see it looked pretty clear, but I'm sure to him and anybody experiencing, you know, we all go through our sort of ups and downs and transitions. It's not always as direct and clear that we're in a new phase. Uh, it's sort of a period of time. But these dashas mark those major turning points where it's like, all right, you're not really going to go back from here. Now you're in this new phase of life. So what do we know about Bill Gates? Well, he's a Gemini rising. So he's dual natured in his general approach and the way we see him. And if you watch any interview with him, you'll notice he shrugs a lot and he's just kind of, uh, you know, maybe this, and you know, this, he kind of like hedges his, you know, he doesn't really authoritatively say like, this is it. Now this is the thing. And sometimes in some ways he does. And especially when it comes to his business and when he's working in his business stuff, he's very strong willed and very authoritative and very hardworking. Uh, but in his general demeanor and personality, when you just look at him, He's kind of meek, right? He's not super 
threatening or menacing looking. Uh, but with the Gemini rising, it's like people suspect there's another side to this guy that we're not seeing. And of course, we know that now from biographies and history and hearing about how he actually treated his coworkers and people at Microsoft, or he was very, very meticulous because he's, he has Mars and Mercury. Mars, the planet of aggression and uh, sort of initiation and action and very ambitious and driven and it's going to be first and going to dominate. It's with Mercury and his communication. And Mercury rules all things to do with information technology and computers. And it's in the sign of Virgo, which is very, very detail-oriented. And for the first several years of Microsoft, he would sort of be over the shoulder of his coders and programmers and meticulously analyze every single detail of everything they did and make sure they did it the way he wanted it to be done. Now, this is also with Rahu in Scorpio. So Rahu is uh, in the sign of Scorpio in his sixth house of his day-to-day -day work and uh, also his enemies. So he's going to have enemies with Rahu there. Uh, but Rahu is the planet of sort of obsession and being very, very focused and driven in a certain direction. So if you want to understand your future and your direction in your life, you want to know your rising sign, your Rahu. Rahu is going to give you the ambition and drive to get things done. And in his case, it's essentially to do with his leadership abilities and his work in information technology and computers and being extremely detail-oriented. And it's in the fourth house of the home. And one of his quotes early on at the beginning of Microsoft was essentially like, he's not going to stop until there's a computer in every home which is very much Mars, action-driven ambition, with Mercury computers in the fourth house of the home, and Virgo's there, which is very detail-oriented and will get things done and very organized and structured, and the energy of Rahu to say, I'm going to do it. I will not stop. I will be obsessed. And in fact, he was. So there's that aspect of his personality, and that kind of drove him in general, like why computers, right? Of all the things, of all the things we'll talk about in this chart, like what drove him to be in, in that field? Well, that shows that there. Now his son, so you want to look at the rising sign, the Rahu, what stands out in the chart? The first thing that really stands out as strong is that Mars and Mercury and Virgo. And then the sun is actually debilitated for him. So he's not like Someone like Steve Jobs, who had a very strong son and Leo in his first house, or Steve Jobs was like very charismatic and could speak really well, and people just liked him more, and he's more direct. And the son is like, it's a clearly a ball of fire. Nobody doubts that. Nobody doubts, nobody had any question that Steve Jobs was very authoritative and controlling. Whereas Bill Gates, it's got the Gemini rising. It's like, he could be this. He could, you know, he, he seems kind of meek, but we hear he's kind of an asshole. Like, I don't know. Uh, so you kind of have this dual nature in the front. Like he's like this amazing humanitarian and he seems so nice and just kind and gentle. But then, you, you know, you hear behind the scenes, he's this other way. Well, his son is in the sign of Libra, which is considered debilitated. So it's not very strong son. And he, he might see, he kind of seems like a pushover, but he's also got Saturn there in Libra. So Saturn is exalted and Saturn is super strong. So that gives him a ton of ability to work really hard and to be very task oriented and driven and ambitious with everything else he has and patience and put in the time and work. Uh, and then his moon is in Pisces which this is all the humanitarian side of things and the focus on wealth because his moon is actually in his house of career in the 10th house. 
So what direction is he going to go? Typically, if I see moon in the house of career in different charts, if this had much more soft aspects, it didn't have that strong Mars energy and that strong Saturn, this might be a therapist, or if it didn't have that strong Rahu as well, uh, this, somebody who works with women, somebody who works with feelings and emotions and maternal qualities of life and uh, doulas, things like this, with the moon and the 10th house, the career of working with women. But in his case, it comes out more as a humanitarian. So again, everybody has these aspects and placements, and they can play out in many different ways, positive, negative, or neutral. We choose how to engage with them. So in the case of uh, Bill Gates, it's come out more in his humanitarian side because his K2 is in the 12th house. And the K2 is all about humanitarian efforts and most spiritual placement of K2. So it's great for humanitarian work. And his nakshatra of the moon, nakshatra is very important in Vedic astrology. Uh, here's what the scriptures say on his nakshatra of Uttara Bhadra. One born in this nakshatra will be a good speaker, be happy, will have children and permanent en enemies, be virtuous, timid, greedy, and intent upon amassing money. And of course, he's one of the wealthiest people in history. For many years, he was the wealthiest person in the world. Uh, so what gives him that insane, massive wealth? Well, the Mars and Moon aspect, they're right across from each other. It's a, it's a Chandra Mangal Yoga. Chandra Mangal Yoga, so that's a the connection of those two planets, gives extreme success and wealth throughout life. And he also happens to have Mars and Mercury in Hasta Nakshatra, uh, which represents the hands. And you notice he talks with his hands a lot, communication, Mercury, hands, fascinating stuff. All right, so I'm not going to get too far into this. I am going to talk more about this in my Astrology 101 course as I do case studies within that course about different people who exemplify certain aspects in astrology to help you understand them better. But moving along today, I'm going to focus on can you predict your future with Vedic astrology? And again, Bill Gates is a perfect case study because of his dashas. So I gave all that backstory and the general overview because that's all very important of what stands out in somebody's chart. You can't just look at the dashas and say, okay, well, you're going to be in Saturn dasha, so this is going to happen. You got to look at where the planets are in the person's chart in their general temperament and personality. And again, you see he's a Gemini rising, very strong Mercury and Mars and Rahu relationship to do with uh, being very detail oriented with technology. Mars also is sort of like a technician and very technical uh, with Mercury. Great for computer scientists. And he has, the, again, the sun in Libra, which is debilitated and the moon in Pisces, which is great for humanitarian and charitable work. And last thing I'll say about his moon is it's there's no planets uh, in the house before it or after it. So if there's the moon with no planets in the house before it or after it, that the moon is the mind, it's more lonely, more solitude. And there is this sort of like loneliness, solitude aspect to Bill Gates, and he kind of pushes away people who get close to him, and he's not the most romantic person in the world. I mean, he does have a pretty good Venus in Libra. He has a pretty strong relationship with his wife, um, but nobody looks at him as a sort of idol of romance or uh, connection or uh, friendship, right? And in many ways, he's very selfish and self-oriented, and uh, or at least, you know, that's a judgment. That's a judgment. That's a... <laughs> A sort of perspective of him that he he's focused more on, you know, 
is he going to focus more on the profit of Microsoft and, and when he was working in Microsoft or, uh, the, you know, being generous and serving everybody, right? That profit came first, then the generosity. So he certain had the human, certainly had the humanitarian aspect, but uh, sort of very driven and focused on, I'm going to succeed and very dominant in a way. But again, with that Mercury rising, you don't see that on the surface. Seems very nice. Uh, so you got the, those two sides to him. Now, he's born in his Saturn Dasha, and he's born in uh, 1955, October 28th, 1955 in Seattle, Washington. And he's born in the Saturn Dasha. Saturn is exalted in his chart. So when you look at where you're born, what Dasha you are born in, that also gives you a pretty strong representation of where you're going to focus in your life and where the life direction is going to play out. So for him, Saturn is exalted, really strong, hard work, discipline. He worked crazy hours building Microsoft. Nobody questions that. He's a very strong, hardworking person. And uh, he worked very hard early on in life. So through his whole life, he's worked very hard in the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Uh, nobody thinks of him as lazy, right? He's very hard hardworking and disciplined and driven. And that's Saturn in the first dasha. So you look at what dasha you're born in, that gives you a good indication of your general temperament as well, in addition to everything else in your birth chart. But just looking at the dashas, you can see what dasha you're born in, where that planet is placed in your chart, and what that uh, placement says. So for him, it's Saturn in Libra, exalted in the fifth house of published works and children. Very likely this person would have children. He has three of them. Happens to have three planets in the fifth house, three children. Uh, not always a correlation there, but fun little fact. And he was born in that Saturn Dasha. So very disciplined, hardworking, and driven. And then he goes into the Mercury Dasha. So he's only four at this point. So goes into the Mercury Dasha, age four. And that Mercury Dasha goes all the way from 1959 to 1975. So that's all of his early years, his education. Mercury, again, for him. So, okay, now he's in his Mercury Dasha. What can we tell about this phase of life? Say if he was just born and he had no life history yet, and I'm going to predict what this person's life is going to be like. I'm going to say, okay, they're born in the Saturn Dasha. They're going to be very disciplined and hardworking and focused on hard work. They're exalted Saturn, so very much, very strong Saturn qualities. And then they go into the Mercury Dasha early in life. So he's going to do great in school. Age four, go into school with a Mercury Dasha and your Mercury's in Virgo and with Mars, the Rahu aspect, Rahu relationship there. So it's ruling Rahu essentially. It's like, you're going to be competitive. You're going to want to be the best student in the class. You're going to be very focused and driven. Uh, you're going to be very competitive in your education. And he was. And he did great. And ultimately, he got really into computers and fo focused all of his obsessive energy just on computers. And you got the moon now aspecting his Mercury as well. So it's opposite Mercury. So the moon is aspecting Mercury and he's in this Dasha. So his mind is constantly thinking about his education, this, this technology stuff he's getting into, this computer science stuff, the Mercury, Mars and Virgo, just perfect for computer scientists. And with the mind aspect, the moon aspecting it, now it's all his mind is thinking about and he's obsessed with it. So he spent a lot of his free time, all of his free time pretty much on the computer. Uh, and he was very, very fortunate to live in a place where they had one of the very few supercomputers at the time and he had access to it. And he actually would sneak out 
And like there was a limited time he could sort of choose to rent and use the computers. And he would sort of uh, work around that. And this is something about the, again, the Gemini personality in this moon and Uttara Bhadra, Nakshatra. It's like, he's going to kind of find ways to figure things out. And the Rahu in Scorpio, like he's going to find ways to figure things out. He's going to sneak into that computer room. He's going to use that computer. Like, it's not a question of if, but just how he's going to do it. And he did. And he even got grounded at one point and he would tell his mom he was going to sleep and then he'd sneak out of the room at night to go to use this computer. And he just got obsessed with hacking and using computers and he even hacked the school system and he got expelled from his school from hacking, from hacking. So this is all in the Mercury period. <laughs> I'm giving a lot of detail here, but uh, this is in the Mercury period where, again, Mercury is dominant. So all the Mercury things are dominant here and it's all to do with information technology. His whole chart is really dominated by Mercury. So it just so happened he was in the right place at the right time and he had the hard work and discipline of the Saturn being born in the Saturn Dasha. Now he's in the Mercury Dasha, which is great for education and he happens to be in his time of education. So, I mean, just amazing fortune for him. And having the Rahu energy with Rahu and Scorpio is just so insistent on dominating and succeeding. And this is under the surface. It's in the sixth house. We don't see the sixth and eighth house on the front, right? Nobody looks at him and thinks this guy looks so dominating, right? He, he looks timid. He looks meek. He looks gentle and soft. But under the surface in the sixth house, We've got Saturn, we've got uh, Rahu in Scorpio. And then in the eighth house, which is under the surface, he doesn't have any planets there, but uh, Capricorn is there, which is ruled by Saturn, which is Saturn's exalted. So under the surface, this guy is just an incredible hard worker and he's incredibly focused and obsessive about succeeding in whatever he focuses on, which is typically going to be to do things, things to do with like day-to-day -day activities and uh, computer science related things information, technology, these sort of things. All right. So now again, what I said before about the dashas, understand your own period and your dashas is you go through this sort of karmic unraveling, like you're unfolding this karma over this, these dashas, because you don't want it just all at once, right? Life is meant to be a journey in this long unfolding of karma. So what happens in his Mercury dasha? Well, I talked a lot about all the things he was doing with school and hacking and all this stuff. He considered being a lawyer like his father. He was kind of finding his path and we're all doing that at different times uh, because his son is in Libra. So son is the father, Libra, son in uh, Libra or son in seventh house is a great indication of a lawyer. And he thought about doing that, but ultimately his son is debilitated. He would have been a terrible lawyer. Nobody would have trusted him. Nobody would have believed him because of all this under the surface stuff we talked about. Uh, he, he has that sort of personality where it's like, very likable in one way, but you can sense there's something more happening under the surface. And he's almost ruthless in his competition under the surface. Uh, so that in some ways that could have made him a good lawyer, but with his debilitated son, like he just wouldn't have been convincing and charismatic enough. Again, like somebody like Steve Jobs, which was his contemporary who had a very strong son. Just imagine Steve Jobs as a lawyer versus Bill Gates as a lawyer. Who's going to win that case? Absolutely not Bill Gates, right? So uh, Bill found many more ways to work behind the scenes and be successful in that way, successful in that way. Uh, and doing things like he called the Altair computer company and sold them this computer language that he didn't even have. It didn't exist. And he made a bunch of money doing that and 
eventually he's like, okay, well, I sold it. Now I've got to make it. So he figured out a way to do it. And uh, of course, with his hard work, he did that. Uh, but ultimately, by the end of this Dasha, he gets to uh, the point of starting Microsoft. So he's doing his education throughout all this Mercury Dasha, learning all this stuff about computer and information technology. And then at the end of it, he starts Microsoft. He drops out of school at the end of the Mercury Dasha and goes into the K2 Dasha. So his K2 Dasha, his K2 is in his 12th house in Taurus. And this is when he starts this Dasha by writing this open letter to hobbyists which essentially said, stop sharing software. You're hurting the economy of uh, software, essentially. And became very adamant that he was going to make Microsoft this very successful for-profit business and sort of cut off this sort of open share approach to everything. And K2 is all about cutting things away. And it's about moving into this 12th house that's in foreign lands and uh, growth and expansion into uh, sort of a wider sphere. And he did that with Microsoft. So he started Microsoft and it really kicked off in 1976 when he started this K2 Dasha. So if you are going into your K2 Dasha and it happens to be in your 12th house, uh, this is really great for spiritual advancement, which is not something we think about with Bill Gates, but it's also great for philanthropy, which is something we think about with Bill Gates. And all of this work with Microsoft led him to be more and more philanthropic and have more and more resources to give with others. And in this period of the K2 Dashas, when they had their first international office in Japan, so they expanded out of the U.S. into Japan. So now they're an international company in the K2 Dasha in the 12th house which makes perfect sense. They partnered with IBM. They become an incorporated company. And at the end of this Dasha, so from 76 to 82, he's in the K2 Dasha. It's all about growth and expansion, becoming an international company, taking all of those skills of the Mercury, Mars, and Rahu of information, computer science, and expanding that internationally and worldwide with uh, Microsoft. The end of that Dasha, he ends the partnership with Paul Allen. He fired him. So again, the beginning of this Dasha, he starts the partnership with Paul Allen. The end of the Dasha, he ends the partnership with Paul Allen. And uh, that's the K2 Dasha from 76 to 82 for him. And again, just going back from the Mercury Dasha, it's all about education. Starts his education in the beginning of the Mercury Dasha. The end of the Mercury Dasha, he drops out, starts Microsoft. 76, he starts Microsoft with... Uh, his partner, Paul Allen, with many people would say he deserves a lot of credit for everything Microsoft did and doesn't get nearly the amount of credit he deserves. But again, this is that ruthless sort of a driven energy of Bill Gates. And by the end of 82, he cuts him out of the picture in the end of the K2 Dasha. So essentially, again, in each Dasha, you're kind of learning the lessons of that planetary placement and those parts of yourself. And for him, it was bringing up more of this philanthropic side, which became much more dominant now at the end of the K2 Dasha. So he learned those lessons and uh, cut away many things and then moved on to the Venus Dasha. So in 1983 to 2002, he's in the Venus Dasha. And at this point, so Venus is in Libra, really great. With Saturn in Libra, really great. With the sun in Libra, not so great for the sun, but with the Venus and Saturn energy, uh, it's, you know, it kind of works out for him. He doesn't need to be this dominating authoritative position on the outside, uh, but he's got the strong Venus here in the Libra. So, of course, 
if you're going to get married, which dasha, if you could get married in any dasha, if you're thinking about getting married, which dasha should it be? The Venus dasha, of course. And that's the planet of love and relationships. And that's when he gets married. So amazing stuff. Again, this is fascinating how Venus dasha comes around, he gets married, and it's in his fifth house of children. What does he do? He has three kids. All of the children he's had were in the Venus dasha. Amazing stuff, really fascinating. And it's in the fifth house of published works. What does he do at this time? He publishes his first book and his second book. His only two books up to now, he's going to publish one again next year. So in the house of published, published works, and he also puts out Microsoft Windows 95 and makes him a multi-billionaire. That strong Venus again. Again, what shows the wealth? It's just a lot of fortune and good luck in a lot of ways. Uh, but with the moon, Mars, uh, yoga that they have, that connection, that's a good sign of wealth. It's Rahu placement is a good sign of wealth. Uh, but ultimately, this period of Venus Dasha, that's when it manifests. His published works come out. And this also, at the end of this, so he's just got all this massive success. So many good things are happening from 83 to 2002. Microsoft is just exploding in success. It's the most popular thing in the world. Very successful. And at the end of it, they go into this antitrust lawsuit and they lose. So this massive trial and uh, ultimately most people would say it wasn't that big of a deal, didn't amount to much, but at the time it was a huge deal. And I don't know if you were around and remember that around 2000, the antitrust lawsuit, and it finally wrapped up around 2002, the end of his Venus Dasha. So they did a whole bunch of back and forth of, uh, you can look at it at Wikipedia, but essentially it ended around 2002 and kind of drifted out a little bit beyond that. But by that point, he had started the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So again, you go through these dashas, these cycles, and it's this change of now he's going to focus all about being the CEO of Microsoft in 1983. He gets rid of Paul Allen, is the guy he created this with, his business partner, says, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to run this thing now. I'm going to dominate this thing with his Saturn and Sun and Libra. And he does, and he's successful, and it works for him. And then they get to the end of this Venus Dasha and the end of this time in Microsoft as the CEO, and they go into antitrust lawsuit, and he steps down as the CEO and starts the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation with his wife. So his whole foundation of philanthropy with the K2 and 12th house and the moon, nakshatra, all about philanthropy, very, very strong signification of philanthropy for him. And it's with his partner. It's not just the Bill Gates Foundation, it's the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, because it's in the Venus Dasha, it's with his wife. And as far as I know, they have a decent marriage. They don't have any major trials and tribulations. They've been together a long time. I could be wrong about that. I didn't see anything that really stood out. But uh, with the Saturn there, it gives a lot of stability and long-term longevity for the relationship. So that's great for them. And uh, it's Venus and Libra. Great for, again, the longevity of the marriage. No divorce, no infidelity. I don't see that in the chart. So awesome. And then... Fun little extra thing, Rahu is next, uh, it's in the next house. So from the marriage, he gains even more of the Rahu energy, even stronger. So he's even more dominant. And he moves into the next Dasha, the Sun Dasha, 2003 to 2008. What did he do at this point? Well, in the Sun Dasha, the Sun, you're in the spotlight. Everyone puts more attention on you. You're more successful. Uh, even with the debilitated sun, it's still in the sun dasha. 
It's more to do with being in the spotlight. And in, for him, he was named the person of the year by time. He did the Live 8 concerts. He got an honorary degree from Harvard. He co-founded the Giving Pledge to give away the majority of his income, 99.98%, allegedly. I don't know if that's true, but that's what they say. He's giving away 99.98% of his income, uh, $36 billion plus over his lifetime. Uh, step down at this point in the Sun Dasha, he steps down at the end of the Dasha. So at the beginning of the Dasha, he starts as the richest person on earth. Uh, he's, for the whole period, pretty much, he's named Forbes richest person on earth and named person of the year and gets all these sort of accolades, puts all this focus into his foundation and uh, uh, philanthropy. And then at the end of this cycle, he starts the giving pledge and officially steps down from the daily duties at Microsoft. Then they go into 2009 to 2019. This is the Moon Dasha. So what happens here? Well, this is a new new period of life for him now. So he's had his sort of run with Microsoft as the boss. He's created this foundation and gotten all these accolades and high praise as this great person. And now he moves into this new phase, 2009. You look where his moon is. It's in the 10th house of career. It's in Pisces. Again, so very focused on charitable work, humanitarian work, but he's still, as always, got that Rahu in the sixth house of... Now, this is where it switches a bit. So it starts to focus more on health and wellness. So Rahu in the sixth house can be related to health and wellness. Doctors often have this placement. And now we see him currently in the media in almost the role of a doctor. And everyone's like, why is he, you know, who is he to talk about like health well, he's got Rahu in the sixth house and he's a very dominating personality and he will push his way forward and succeed at whatever he focuses his mind on. And he does. And in this case, it's to do with health related topics. Even though he's not a, a certified medical doctor, he doesn't have any diploma, no degree, uh, no formal education, uh, but he has the Rahu in the sixth house, which makes him very, very interested in health and all this other stuff to sort of push his way through and succeed at whatever he focuses on, and he does. So in 2009, he holds his TED Talk on malaria, and he gets more and more accolades and rewards. Moon is in his 10th house, which is very similar to the sun in general. So very positive accolades. Everybody thinks very fondly of him. Moon is very, you know, it's this nice thing, and generally makes people think like maternal, loving thoughts towards people. Uh, in Pisces, very charitable, all all of this humanitarian, this focus on being humanitarian. They get France's highest award of commander of the Legion of Honor for their charity. You get the Barack Obama gives them the Presidential Medal of Freedom for their philanthropy. Just more and more success and recognition in the moon dasha and the moons in the, the house of career in the spotlight. Now, of course, uh, that ends in 2019 and he moves into this new period. And it's just fascinating how on point his life is switched, right? So again, Saturn Dasha is born, very disciplined. Mercury Dasha is all education. At the very end of the Mercury Dasha, he drops out. Goes into the K2 Dasha, starts Microsoft. At the very end of the K2 Dasha, he fires his business partner, and now he's on his own as the boss. Venus Dasha starts. Now he's running Microsoft and extremely successful, gets married, has kids. At the end of the Dasha, he steps down from Microsoft as CEO and starts this foundation. 
son Dasha starts. He's got this new foundation. He gets all the success and praise. He's just recognized all throughout this whole period. And then that ends and he goes into this moon Dasha where he now he does this TED talk on malaria and he's into this new focus of being this speaker and uh, has this different sort of stance and pers uh, uh, sort of role in society. And now that ends in 2019 with moving into coronavirus. And now he's this public figure and the subject of a lot of scrutiny and criticism and not so likable as much because he's in the Mars Dasha now. And there's that Mars, Mercury, and Rahu relationship. Uh, Rahu is in his sixth house of enemies. So that's all activated here. And it's going to his Rahu Dasha after this in 2026. He goes to his Rahu Dasha, which the sixth house can be health and wellness. It can be enemies. It can be all the things to do with vaccines he's doing and day-to-day uh, -day activities like he's uh, having a big influence on right now. So he's in the Mars Dasha right now, and he's going to put out a new book next year about climate change and how uh, he wants to focus on what he can do about that. And then he goes into the Rahu Dasha in 2026. And it's just going to be this time of uh, he's going to get a lot of aggression and people are not going to trust him and not like him. Whereas in the moon Dasha and the sun Dasha is like, this guy is amazing. He's a hero, time person of the year, richest man alive, donating all of his money. He's a philanthropist. Now he's in the Mars Dasha and people are skeptical and scrutinizing him. And Mars is in Virgo. And all that stuff, it's so all that stuff that was under the surface and behind the scenes of how he kind of led and dominated in computer software and as a CEO of Microsoft, that's not as hidden anymore. And the Mars in, in Dasha is sort of bringing that out more. People sense that more. And it's a bigger impact in his life. And for him, he's just focusing on moving into more to do with health and business. And that's the Rahu relationship there again. So we can expect if our is like, okay, what is, what is he going to focus on now? What should he focus? What can we predict about his future going forward? It's going to, of course, be in, to do with vaccines and health and wellness and this Mercury Mars relationship and uh, the Rahu relationship and the Virgo is going to be very, very meticulous and detail oriented and very concerned to do with health and wellness and uh, all the things we can do to keep ourselves healthy in his particular way, which is going to be not through like natural holistic remedies with Mars and Mercury. Again, it's like a scientist, an engineer. It's going to be very clinical, especially with Virgo. And it's in the home. So he's in everybody's home right now. And uh, he's putting out these messages that are having a huge impact on everybody's home life. Uh, but we can expect over the next several years now, as he's in his Mars Dasha, that he's going to be the uh, recipient of a lot of criticism with uh, Virgo there. And he's going to be very dominant in whatever he does with vaccines and medicine. And uh, he's going to keep focusing on things to do with public health not just through the Mars Dasha, but well into the Rahu Dasha all the way until 2044. So you can expect that from him. And those are my predictions about his futures. He's not going to go back necessarily to running Microsoft or Computer Guide, but there is this technology side that's going to come out. of. Uh, it could be a microchip that has your vaccine uh, history and your ID on it in this cashless society. Um, it is very major focus on being everything very clean and 
very uh, Virgo's the healer, uh, but it can be very scrutinizing and very particular. And you could see him leading initiatives to do with uh, making sure everybody gets vaccinated. However, they do that. It could be mandatory vaccines. It could be something that suggests if you don't get vaccinated, you won't get to go to stores or to do this thing. Uh, and this Rahu Mars Mercury relationship. He's going to push his agenda forward. It's going to succeed. Like he's not going to stop. Just like when he said early on, he would not stop until there was a computer in every home. Well, now that energy is now with Mars and Mars can be a surgeon. Mars is in the home of the fourth house again. So he's going to try to make sure there's a vaccine in every home or uh, ID in every home, the, the computer ID on the chip, or however it plays out for him, uh, that's where he's going to focus. And he certainly doesn't need any life advice from me. He's been living quite well in alignment with his chart. Whatever you think of him, he's manifested the most positive expressions of almost all of these energies. Of course, he's had his ups and downs and his challenges, um, and he's not been the nicest person to the people who are close to him. But ultimately, he's made the most of this chart. And that's something we can learn from looking at. It's like, okay, well, how did he play out his energy in the Mercury Dasha, in this Dasha? And we can know that as we go through our own Dashas, there's going to be this start, this turning point where things change in a new direction. And sometimes it happens to us and sometimes we make it happen. And I encourage you to know your Dasha periods so you can be proactive and say, oh, I'm going into the Saturn Dasha that might kick my ass if I'm not disciplined, if I don't change up my structures, if I've been trying to diet and I'm not doing it now by the Mercury, by the Venus, uh, by the Saturn Dasha, I should, right? So, you know, when your Dasha is coming, you can sense it and you can make life choices that will help you be more in alignment with it. Now, of course, he doesn't know any of this stuff. He doesn't look at his chart. He's just living as best he can and following his intuition or whatever he's doing. And it's working out for him and he's been very successful. So we can do the same thing. It's good to know the weather. This is essentially like getting the weather report. Okay, it's going to rain in 2026 and it's going to uh, it's going to be a hailstorm over here. Uh, you're going to go into this period. You're going to want to focus more on relationships at this time. Uh, and that can give us some insight and clarity. You know, should I get married at this point? Should I move to this new country? You know, you can see some factors that are favorable or unfavorable for it. And of course, we just have this person's highlights. We know his externals. We don't know what's happening internally. I mean, that Mercury, Mars with the moon, like that can create an internal sort of constant dialogue that's aggressive towards himself. And it can be very difficult to be around. And maybe that's why he brings it out on other people and why he's mean to other people because he's mean to himself in his own head. You know, and this is not all the time. Of course, he's very nice and does a lot of great things, but he's also got a reputation for being very aggressive and assertive uh, sort of behind the scenes. And maybe that's because of what's happening internally that we can't see. So we don't we can't compare our internals to someone else's externals, but we can learn from the dashas to see how his karma has played out through his life and how our karma might play out through our lives by knowing our own dasha periods where that planet is placed in our charts and then what that aspect represents, how those energies might play out, right? If he had different placements, different planetary placements, this might play out differently. It's not just because of his dashas, it's because of where those planets are in his chart. So can you predict your future using Vedic astrology? Absolutely. You can predict certain things. You can say, okay, this time period is going to be more like this. There's going to be this general feeling. You can focus on these things. Probably don't want to focus on those things. 
can you get down to a science to the day of, you know, you're going to fire your business partner on this day? No, of course not. You have free will. You get to choose how you engage with these energies, uh, but they do have an influence on us, just like the weather and just like everything else external. They have an influence on us. We're not separate from it, but we are uh, able to choose how we engage with it. So I do encourage you to know your dashas. If you don't, schedule a reading with me at quietmindastrology.com and I can show you your dashas, your birth chart, all this stuff, how it plays out for you and not Bill Gates, but you personally. And if you want to know more about other celebrities' charts and how to understand astrology and kind of make sense of everything I said and so you can understand it yourself and start to piece things together and understand yourself better in more detail and others better, check out the astrology 101 course at quietmindastrology.com and uh, there's a lot of value in there it's really thorough and awesome and i'm really excited to share it with you so quietmindastrology.com thank you for listening if you enjoyed this podcast please leave a review on apple Podcasts and send me a message at jeremy.quietmind if there's something you'd like to learn more about vedic astrology thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day